0: This episode of Grounded in the Middle is brought to you by Petra Tools. You have seen their lawn and garden products at the Home Depot, on Amazon, Bob Vila, and eBay. And friends, they have taken my outdoor task and turned them into things that I love to do. And our children are even asking if they can go spray our garden. And you know what? They can because Petra Tools products are safe for kids and pets. Head to PetraTools.com right now and find tools and solutions that you are going to depend on. Well, hey there friends, welcome back to the front porch of our 1837 farmhouse. It's so good to have you today. As I mentioned previously, I am sharing over the next three weeks our house's history and how we were greeted one day with the question, did you know your house was a part of the Underground Railroad? And so the next three episodes that you hear are recorded previously, and so it might sound a little dated or the time of year is slightly off, um, but the story is the same nonetheless. So. While I am catching up here at the homestead, I hope you will enjoy over the next three weeks this incredible story of this 1837 farmhouse and those who came and settled here and kind of what they were into. There's a lot of good, a lot of good stories um, that I think you're truly going to enjoy. So, friends, here is the first episode of our home's history. You know, one thing that I have not done yet on the podcast is share about the history of our home. And recently I had asked on farmhousestoryteller.com if anyone would be interested in learning about the history of our home. And wouldn't you know, I had one person reach out to me through email and they said that they lived in an old home. And at one point in time, And they would love to hear the history of our home. And you know what? It takes one person to say, yes, I want to hear the story because I love the history of our home. And mostly because it has been forgotten over the years and especially like in the local community, not so much forgotten by the family, but in the local community. And it's no different than the other day when I was on the hillside where the Weir family used to throw things. Uh, They used to throw things actually out the door or window. And this is something not just the weirs did, but what people did back then because they didn't have a garbage system. And so out the dining room door over the hill, I continually find all these pieces of stoneware and pottery and such. And there's been toy cars and grommets from boots from the late 1800s, early 1900s, just random things. And You know, all those things have been buried and slowly they have worked themselves up to the top of the surface. And it's fun to go dig and explore, you know, the physical things that are left behind. But I never planned to come out here and research this home. But when I did, I tell you what, even today, I still continue to peel back layers of this home's history and the people who lived here. And it's is—it's remarkable, and for those of you who might be an old house steward or those of you who are interested in buying an old home, I encourage you to go out and search. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, my home doesn't have history, I can't find it. But let me tell you, friends, you can find it. It's, you have to kind of be investigative and read quite a bit. And so I'm excited to share with you some of the Weir's home history. But what makes this really a great month to share it is that it's September and it's International Underground Railroad Month. And they chose September because of Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass's escape from freedom or I'm sorry, escape from slavery uh, to freedom. And so I'm gonna share part of the home's history today. And the reason why it's appropriate is in all my research, I have uncovered that what I was once told by a local historian, that this area that we live in certainly was not, would never have any part of helping aid freedom seekers. I actually uncovered and found out it's quite the opposite this was a very abolitionist area who in fact were gathering and meeting and trying to find ways that they could help these freedom seekers head north and so i'm going to begin sharing with you about the weirs and their settlement here in butler county now in the 1800s john weir he was a native of somerset county pennsylvania He traveled west, and he settled in the area of what became known as Butler County, Ohio. John Weir and his wife, Sarah, were some of the earliest settlers in the area, and they married in Butler County at a time that is unknown. I have no, I haven't been able to find their documents, their records, but that's not uncommon. On September 21st, though, of 1819, John Weir was awarded the deed to 192 acres by President James Monroe. Previous though to John Weir owning the land, there was a blacksmith by the name of Henry Shillings and he had a shop on the property. But unfortunately, Mr. Shillings passed away in 1816 while he was at the blacksmith shop and it left his wife behind and his many children. And it was then a few years later after his death that the property became John Weir's. Now having shared this information on social media on my Facebook page, wouldn't you know I had one of the family members of the Shillings reach out to me and she mentioned that buried here on the property is his wife as well. During the early to mid-1800s, the homestead served as a prominent tavern stop to hog drivers on their way to Cincinnati to the markets, and it was known as, back then, Porkopolis. It was also a known tavern stop for turkey drivers who needed to tar the bottom of the turkey's feet so that they could continue on to market and what's really interesting is i read from a reminiscence out of indiana because for us at this at this location it would be hog drivers coming from indiana and heading into riley what i learned from the text is somebody's experience of traveling to cincinnati with the hogs and not that they stopped here at our house but they described what it would be like and In it, it mentions how the tavern owner would ride up on their horse in the evening up the road. They would see the driver along with all the hogs and he would ask if they needed a place to stay. He would ask how many people were coming who needed to like stay and eat and such. And they would say, yes, we have room for you or no. And what would happen is the owner of the tavern would come back and prepare the area for the horses. So they would put feet up, they would let the uh, ladies in the house know how many people were coming to stay and they would warm water so that they could clean up in wash bowls and they would prepare, it said, biscuits and ham for them to have for supper. And it also mentioned that they would uh, sleep if they were lucky to have a bed in the home. And for me, I'm thinking we have a little room that just is above these worn stairs that would have been off the kitchen that they would have likely stayed. But it was mentioned that if there wasn't room for them to sleep in a bed, they would put their feet up to the fireplace and they would sleep there on the floor. And then they would get up in the morning and have breakfast and then they would head out. In addition to the weirs opening their home to those passing through the area on what was a highly traveled road, they were busy farmers and from the 1800s through the 1900s, the Weir family became well-respected farmers in the community and they were known for leading the way in new farming methods. John Weir passed away in 1853 at the homestead and later his wife Sarah passed away in 1866 while living with John Jr. and his wife Nancy here at the homestead a family cemetery once existed here at the homestead with the first burial having been in 1815 per local records. Now there has been no luck in identifying who all was buried here on the property in 1815. And, you know, I suspect it was Henry Shillings, since it was mentioned in local texts that he was here and maybe possibly his wife after talking to that family member. Um, but, both John and Sarah, along with other family members, were buried here in the family cemetery. And it vanished, per local records, when the family sold the home out of the family in the 1960s. So my thought is, the last census record that had been done on the cemeteries listed the Weir family cemetery being here in the 1960s but then in the next assessment, which happened after 1963 when it was sold, they came by to do the assessment and it's listed as just being gone. And there's no record of any um, anything being moved. And after a lot of research and talking to an expert, it's likely because of the condition of how people were buried back then that they wouldn't be able to move the entire contents of a grave and in that case, you're not able to move them. So while the headstones are no longer here, we have some flat um, stones that do exist still in the cemetery area. There's been family here that has visited and they talked about the cemetery being there and about the area and it's consistent on the uh, maps that they have of the property from long ago And with that said, we respect the area as a cemetery. But one thing that I will share with you, and I'm going to end today with, is that I was metal detecting in the area just to kind of get a sense of maybe where things are in the ground. And I had a hit, and it was only a couple inches under the soil. And so I got my shovel and cut a little area, and very quickly, I peeled up from the ground a rectangular piece of tin about six inches long. And wouldn't you know, on that tin, someone had punched out the name Sam in capital letters. Now, I went back to the family records and there was a boy named Samuel Who passed away at one years old and during the time period of when he passed in the 1850s it would have made sense that he was buried here at the family farm in the family cemetery with John and so I took the plate and cleaned it up a little bit and then I have put it back but have made like a plaque out of it for Sam in the cemetery So that is all I'm going to share today on the history of the Weir Homestead. Next week, please join me because I'm going to be sharing with you about the local rumor of our home being a stop on the Underground Railroad. Thank you so much for joining in with me today. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with those you know. If you'd like to see more of what life is like out here in the middle, you can find me on Instagram at Farmhouse Storyteller or head to my website, farmhousestoryteller.com.